Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second, and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of Maximum Octane. Hope everybody had a fantastic week. Joining me today, my special guest is Mr. Matt Barnes, who is the owner and operator of B&B Automotive Services in Bryan, Texas. Where is Bryan, Texas? (laughs) <laughs> That's a good question. It's a semi-small town. It's we're known. Uh, Bryan College Station is known for Texas A&M University, but we're right in between Houston and Dallas and Austin. It kind of makes a triangle around us. So we're Central Texas is what we're considered. So you're in the, a Texas triangle, not a Bermuda triangle. Yeah, we're not in a Bermuda. We're trying. We're right in the middle of the Texas triangle, exactly. So how far? I had Mike Michalowicz on uh, not too long ago, and he's the author of Profit First and a Pumpkin Plan, a bunch mm-hmm. of other things. But he w- told a story about a barbecue place in Hunt, Texas. That is just amazing. How far are you from Hunt, Texas? We're a pretty good ways away from Hunt, if I re- if I remember right. I'm going to say, yeah, that's the other crazy thing is you got to understand in Texas, everything's a long way. So like uh, next door can be an hour away. So is what's considered next way. But I want to say it's about three hours away, if I'm not so, mistaken. For those of you, if anyone has ever driven cross country, which I have way too many times for <laughs> way too many reasons, but it's like the whole United States you can cover in a day. I usually, when I go cross country, um, I like to just get there and go and not, you know, spend a lot of time on, unless it's a <laughs> vacation. And it's like, I've got it down to, I think like two and a half days almost, but two days is Texas. Like the rest of the country, I I feel like I drive through all the other states in a half a day and Texas is, is two days. And so it's, it's a monster. It it is just, it's incredible, but everything's bigger there, right? That's the motto. Exactly. That's right. One of these days, I, I, I'd like to have you back on because we always talk about culture, engagement, pride, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Texans are just, they are the most proud of the state they live in and everything to do with the state of anybody I'd ever. I wish we could bottle the culture <laughs> and the engagement of, of the Texan Absolutely. people for sure. So, all right, without further ado, let's just get down to the meat of things, shall we? Sure, sure. Okay. So you want to tell us a little bit about your operation and your locations and all of that before we get started? Sure. Uh, we're, we're a, we're a two, lo- two location shop. We're going to primarily be talking about B&B Automotive right now, but I have a second shop, Superior Automotive, that's uh, a little closer to the AM campus. 
Uh, we're six bays uh, with one bay with an alignment rack. I have four full-time technicians. As of now, I have three service riders and a, uh, a general manager uh, who is working hard to become my, well, he already is part of my COO. My, my brother is a business partner. He runs the second shop uh, in been here since June of 1986. So basically I've grown up here and been here most of my life. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. And that's another entire episode that I would love to have you on about working with siblings and family and how you do bet. you divide who's in charge of what and all of that too. Let's just start with the, the, the fun stuff about um, unproductive habits. Usually I get to that kind of towards the end, but I just want to start out with that one today because that's sure. what I'm in the mood for. What's an unproductive habit you had that you have swapped out? Getting getting upset and angry about things doesn't really help anything. I A lot of people that know me now are shocked that I, I, had, I had a wildly crazy uh, temper and did for a long time. Funny story behind that. Um, I'm a square dance caller. Yeah, I know everybody laughs. And so it's a what? Square dance caller. Yes. So I call square dancing. I got into that because my a friend of mine that were who was that was calling asked me if he if he uh, if, if he could teach me. He knew I liked I like to sing. So I I uh, so I took classes from him. And one day I went up to pick, to, to help him remove, haul his sound equipment in. And, wait, wait, uh, wait. Let me just clarify. Yes, 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 yes. So he's giving you lessons to sing or to be a square dance caller? To be a square dance caller. Yes. Okay. So, so because you like me. to sing, somebody thought a natural transition would be square dance caller. Yes. And, and I did. I, 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 had t- I had, My wife and I square danced as okay. well. So we had already been doing that. There, there we go. Now we're getting the, the whole southern slash texas uh thing in there again but anyway he i walked out and he he was complaining because he had had just cut his hand uh working on a barn he had a reaction to the uh medication that they'd given him and so he had a terrible headache and here he was about to have to go in and perform for i think we had about uh six squares of people there there's eight to a square so it was a pretty decent crowd and uh, so anyway, well, I'm sorry about that. We go and we set up, I set up all his equipment so he didn't have to. And we, he's, he and I are kind of mumbling under our breath, talking so nobody hears. And then we, lo and behold, it's time for the dance. He turn, flips the switch and he turns around and all of a sudden it's like a fl- brand new person. He's just like, you had never known that anything was going on. After the dance, I quit, I'm quizzing him about this. I said, man, what, uh, did, did your headache go away? What's the deal? And he said, no, he said, hey, he said, something that stuck with me he said you know he said doesn't matter what kind of day you're having what's happening in your personal life it doesn't none of that matters he said when it when it's when it's showtime it's showtime and people are paying for a show and so you know it really made me think about my temper at that point you know it does no good to lose my temper and get upset about things it's showtime so no matter what happens in personal life or at the shop you know hey just put on your show face uh, be positive and move on. So that's, that's what, that's what, (laughs) what it was. It was a change, a game changing moment for me. I love it. I'm grinning like an idiot. I know some of you can't see me right now, but it it sounds so simple, right? Flip the switch. It's time to turn it on, but gosh, that takes a little bit of practice. I, I, for sure to just say, listen, 
I'm not going to be that person. I'm not going to do that thing. And this is who I am in the moment and what I need to be. I love it. And what a wonderful lesson for something that you wouldn't expect it. And that's the beauty of life. You always, there's lessons everywhere. If we listen and pay attention and you bet. So never stop learning. I would never have guessed that you would have had an anger issue. (laughs) Yeah. And most people do not. (laughs) You're always kind with your words and giving everyone compliments and positive and also kudos to you. Cause that's a tough one anger to, to kind of shake off a little bit for, for sure. <laughs> one of the secrets I think to your success from at least what I've seen and, and heard about you and, and have gotten to witness is that you're not afraid to fail. Can you expand on that a little bit for our audience? Sure. Um, I'm a firm believer in that, you know, if, if you get to have, Finding out uh, if you're not sure about something, find somebody smarter than you to figure it out. So I, I rob a lot of my things from other people that have that are successful in different areas and different ways. Uh, and one thing that stuck out with me was uh, Brian Gossel told me one time that he said, "Don't be afraid to fail. Fail is just failure is just one more step toward uh, figuring out how to do it." And so it really made me kind of change the way I think. And it, I kind of try to preach that to my people and just tell them, look, if you're, if you don't know, if you're, if, if I'm not around just, and you don't have to come to me, just making a, make a decision. If we don't like it, or if we, if it didn't work, okay, we'll do something different next time. We'll meet about it. We'll talk about it. We'll find out what the best solution would be next time. And then we'll move on from there. We, that way we all learn together, but yeah, failure doesn't mean uh, it's not necessarily, it's got a negative connotation. I think in our, uh, day and age, but really it's, it's, it's not, I mean, that's all the best innovations in the world have come through people who failed the first time, second time, and sometimes thousands of times until they got it right. You make it sound just so simple. And uh, so for those of us out there, <laughs> I wish there, it was <laughs> for those of us out there, or for some of, some of, I'll talk like a Texan now, some of all y'all with a, with a big ego. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Failing is, is sometimes a tough pill to swallow. How do you it give is. yourself permission to, to just fail when, when you have a competitive personality and, and you don't like to fail? Yeah. And I am competitive. That's the, that's the bad part. Sometimes I have to, uh, I, I honestly, a lot of times how I deal with that is, is more along the lines of uh, trying to think about keeping my eyes on the big picture on the end. You know, it's, it's, it's a setback. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So, you know, let's not work it. And I got to keep telling myself that. And at times, because my, my, my human, my nature is to jump in and fix it instead of letting them fix it themselves or come up with a solution. But uh, I got to look at the big, big picture. Uh, I can't get, a, if I, if the, if in the end, I want the shop to run autonomously without me here, and still be able to do well and everybody to function in a way and where everybody's happy and free to, to do things. I, I can't keep fixing it or I'm going to be fixing it seven years from now the same way. So do you have a mantra? Do you bite your nails? What, what are you, what are you do when you're watching somebody uh, do something that you know is going to end in a mistake and you know, it's an important lesson they have to learn. How do you keep your mouth you shut? Know, I, uh, that's not an easy one. I, I normally, I try to let them fail, but maybe not fail quite so far. I, although I will say sometimes it's just the best lessons are learned 
through pain, unfortunately. And, and yeah, I will normally go up to my office and just kind of sit there until it's over. <laughs> so I can come in on the back end because watching is so painful. <laughs> it hurts to watch. It yeah, does. You gotta, it does. You got to just remove yourself sometimes, yep. I think, and just be like, okay, I can't, I can't, I can't look. Absolutely. Right. Another one of your pearly words of wisdom is that you're, you are an example. So make sure it's a good one. You bet. You bet. Uh, you know, whether people are, whether you know it or not, people are watching you. Um, and this never came more apparent to me until my kids came along. You know, my, I have three daughters, three wonderful daughters. They're all three often married now. And, you know, when it surprised me how early on, how, I would catch them doing things that I did, even though you would think they would watch their mom more. And they probably did that too, but it's just my habits, both good and bad. I saw them picking up and, and at this, the same as a, in any kind of leadership, or uh, even if you're not in leadership, people are going to, people are going to, are watching you, whether you like it or know it or not. And so try to be the example that you would want others to be for your kids, for your family, and I th just think it's just a, an honorable way to live for one, but I think people tend to gravitate more toward positive examples than they, than they do to uh, the opposite. Kids are funny, aren't they? When, oh, you, when you look at them and boy, sometimes they're the best and the worst of us. And it's, there's <laughs> anything more annoying than seeing one of your annoying traits in your, in your child. Yes. For sure. Yes. I, I have, as you probably know, my facial expressions are very animated. And so <laughs> when there is something, my friends and family to, to describe my stink eye and they say, boy, when you give that stink eye, it just stops your blood cold. And I used to be like, <laughs> I don't know what the heck you people are talking about. And nobody can make a face like that. That that's, you know, and they're like, oh no, this is like your, your blood stops running. It turns cold. And one day my younger son gave me that stink eye. I think he was four. And I tell you what, it stopped me in my tracks. And one of my best <laughs> friends was with me. And I said, oh, is that the stink eye thing? She's like, yep, that's it. And I was like, oh my God, that's horrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> horrible. But boy, when you see that as a reflection from your kid, it's like, oof. Yep. It's, 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 a, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> uh, it's fun, but fun, but tough. Yes. Yeah, sometimes there's both. So I wanted to circle back for a minute about failure and it's okay mm -hmm. to fail and all of that. And not to worry. You mentioned about not worrying when your team fails and just go upstairs or whatever. You also have shared with me about panicking, not to panic because then it's not going to become a teachable moment. Can you, can you talk about that a little bit more? Yeah. If, if you've, they're again, going to go back to the anger thing. If you're flying off the handle, all that does is make everybody else anxious around you. Sometimes it's just best to be the, the still calming voice in the middle of a storm because that's what people are going to, you're different at that point. And so they, they, they're going to tend to gravitate toward that. And that kind of de-escalates the situation. That actually came a lot more from actually being on the counter after my anger issues kind of got calmed down a little bit. It was, uh, you know, when people were upset, I just kind of, just, you know, I, no matter what happened, I just kind of kept my cool and would, would, and if anything, sometimes I would actually talk softer as they got louder. And what I really found in interesting and fascinating was that sometimes as I talked softer, their volume came back down to, um, not to match mine. They were still above mine, but the, but it, as I talked softer that, and they also would kind of move closer because they're, they're, they don't want to miss what I'm saying. And so I, that tells me they're paying more attention. 
And so, you know, so many times when people are upset, they they can't follow what you're saying in a crisis situation. They're too focused on what's going on around them. They 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 don't hear the solution, even if you're trying to explain to them. A customer you're trying to talk to doesn't understand what you're saying. They're just focusing on that. So as they as I got I, what I did is basically I grabbed that focus and brought it back to me. So as I'm, and you can do that in any crisis situation around the shop at life, and, and you know you that calming down and just keeping staying, keeping that is just it's a, it's phenomenal how well that works. Uh, don't know exactly why. I'm sure there's some kind of psychology behind it, but but it tends to work. Yeah, there's you know matching the intensity. People want to match the intensity of of who they're speaking with often, and we see that a lot of people in when you watch sales technique videos and different things about nodding your head up and down and different things when you're wanting somebody to say yes, it's just, they, they do it. Do you ever, when it gets heated, just break out in a square dancing calling to break the ice? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, it's, it's funny though, that when I do leave for a dance, a lot of the guys, uh, cause I'll have to leave early to get there that, uh, they'll, they'll make uh, funny jokes and comments from time to time. So some of, some of them not appropriate for podcasts, but some. <laughs> I feel like that would be a funny. great diffuser when a and when a customer, an internal or external customer, is angry or elevating the voice to just break out in a square dance calling. Because what could <laughs> what could they say then? So that's right. So Ice March. Breaker. An icebreaker. That would be a great one. So in March, you had your highest gross sales and net profit ever. And the important thing about that is three of your top leaders were out for a week. Correct. So that That were you expecting, tell the truth, were you expecting to go back and have lower sales or lower whatever, because your top three people were out? Yeah, we had we had set we had set a, a modest goal for, for March because we knew we were all going to be gone. And I was a little disappointed when we didn't make it, I'll be honest, we, uh, because it was a, a, a lesser goal than, uh, than, what, than what we had set in previous months. And then I was ta- in, talking with Andy Adams, who's another ATI shop owner. He's, we're in a 20 group together. He's one of, one of the smartest men I know. He, uh, you know, he, we share our numbers back and forth. We, we, all the time we have, we have, uh, some Google docs that we share each other's numbers back and forth. So we kind of monitor each other's shops. And he looked back and he said, you, you do realize that while you didn't hit your goal, it was still your best, best month you've ever had and your highest net profit you ever had. And three of y'all weren't even there for over a week. And I said, you know, it's all about perspective. And I thought, Wow. I didn't think I, 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 I was so focused. There goes back, back again. I was so focused on the, on the problem. You know, I needed somebody else to, and if you know, Andy, Andy never gets, I mean, his voice stays right here. He, he's, he was that calming voice and I back up and I stood, I said, well, dang, he's right. So I dove into the numbers more and I mean, he was absolutely correct. So the team did phenomenal talking about working on your own and, uh, with we had my 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 general manager gone, my brother who's running the other store gone, and myself. Uh, but yet they they posted the best month ever with you know three key people out of the loop for I think it was five working days. So that's pretty phenomenal. I thought that is phenomenal. So what I mean that had to really stand out to you that holy cow, look what they did without us here. Yes. You know, and yeah, the, the, the crazy part is, I mean, we it, we it was a twenty seven percent increase in net profit for that month too. 
uh, over. So that would made it our uh, over our next closest. Uh, so it was a. A so for those of you that around. don't like math, they made 27 cents on a dollar more than uh, their their previous month. So that's pretty, yes. pretty dang good. But that's because you're bad. in Texas, right? Because everything's, right. <laughs> everything's bigger. Everything's <laughs> bigger. Everything's bigger even than that. Even our, our pennies are about this big around, by the way, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> you have giant, giant pennies. Yes. So obviously yeah, yeah. for the three key people to be out for a week and be able to do that, you must have some pretty good processes in place and a model that can be followed regardless of who's there. Right. Yeah, we, we do. And that, that comes back to empowering your people, you know, uh, in the, in the being able to fail, allowing them to fail. I, we're not perfect. Don't get me wrong, but I think everybody just stepped up and was not afraid to, to act. And then once they, uh, you know, they, they just did the best they could, uh, with everybody out of place. And they know that pretty much they can do that on any given day. I've got to where lately, especially with the second shop acquisition, I'm, I'm gone a little more often uh, between the two shops and they just uh, make decisions. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but uh, they know that their job's not on the line because of it. They, so that just makes them uh, feel a lot more freer to, to, to make those decisions. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. So can, can you give us a little a little snippet of a square dance, Colin? Oh, man. Let's see here. Uh, well, bow to the partner, corners all, circle of the lift, go around the hall, element lift, fuel lift, and partner, ride, ride, lift, grand. <laughs> that How's is that? fabulous. <laughs> I love it. All right. So uh, I, I want to try an experiment. Next okay. time somebody's angry, one of your internal or external customers, I want you to just, I want you to just do that and let me know. Break out into that. I'll do that. It, did that diffuse the situation? <laughs> did they want to throw punch you because you started? <laughs> how, how, how did, I want to uh, know how it ended and then we'll, we'll share it with, with the, the listeners. Awesome. All right. Hey, Matt, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing you your, your wisdom and inspiration with us today. And I really appreciate you and, Love what you're doing for your people and your community and to help elevate our industry. It's it's just such a pleasure to see entrepreneurs like yourself and 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 watch what all of you are doing. So everybody stay safe, make good choices, stay inspired, and I will be back next week. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can. 